0: Hello and welcome to the Learning Summit podcast today. I'm joined by Andy, who's Learning Consultant at Web Anywhere and has just joined the company. Hi Andy, how are you? Hi Sean, thanks for the really warm welcome and thanks for coming down to London
1: with um, Steve to see me today. It's um, really exciting to be working for Web Anywhere.
0: So Andy, you've just joined us from CIPD. Tell us what you did at CIPD in terms of the learning and development function.
1: I was the learning technologist at CIPD um, and I was responsible for looking after three different virtual learning environments there. Uh, One that was external facing, so serving um, the members doing qualifications. Um, Another was internal facing, so um, looking at compliance training and internal training. And a third one was a completely bespoke um, Moodle installation, which was um, designed for um, a department that worked with um, experience assessment. It was a really interesting challenge um, and it allowed me to see three completely different uses of Moodle. Moodle is a platform I've actually been working with for about 15 years, firstly as a teacher um, and then finally as a um, learning technologist at various um, universities and companies.
0: Andy, you've spent some time working with Miles Berry over at Roehampton University. Tell us more about your experiences there and the journey. I have
1: some very fond memories of working with Miles and the education team over at Roehampton University. I actually graduated from Roehampton with my PGCE about 15 years ago, um, and after five years of working in schools, I went back there and um, worked as an e-learning advisor. So I was responsible for researching the. Moodle virtual learning environment um, and installing it um, way back then, and it's still there, so I'm quite pleased to see it. My main role while I was there was um, helping staff to navigate the virtual learning environment and put together their courses. So really getting university courses up online, and these were quite early days um, back in two thousand and four five, and yeah, really learned everything I need to know, made all my mistakes, and uh, and most of my learning um in Roehampton, but it was a fantastic team um and we yeah really supportive bunch of um bunch of educators very passionate about what they do so um we're uh, honored to work with them uh, miles i see has gone on to do quite a lot with um with coding and he uh, i know that he was ed- editor of um hello world magazine and we've kept in touch since then um Yeah, really good guy to know. Very, very uh, excellent e-learning practitioner too.
0: So you've got roots and family and connections in Vietnam. Tell me about your experiences over there in the Far East.
1: My family came to the UK before I was born. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm a Londoner. Going back to um, to Vietnam was a strange experience for me, actually, realising that I had some Uh, an embedded language sitting upstairs in my head that I could use partially. That was sort of interesting. Um, While I was there, I really got involved with the um, e-learning community as well as the um, coding community out there. Um, I set up a um, a large meetup group and we used to meet up um, two or three times a week to talk English and um learn how to code and go to museums and that sort of thing um the group then went on to run and uh and found actually the first um the first tedx organization they ran the um, first tedx meetup out there as well as the petra kucha events uh, which are uh, quickfire talks um and they still run um a comedy night as well so yeah, it's really cool to still keep in touch
0: with them. Um,
1: but yeah, that was um, that was a, a big adventure for me.
0: What do you find exciting in the learning and development space at the moment?
1: There's a lot of really exciting things happening in learning technologies at the moment. And I think it's actually a golden age to be working in this industry. Um, obviously, the ones that catch the headlines are things like virtual reality um, and... Um, artificial intelligence and i've seen some of these being used um showcased at um technology shows and learning uh, learning technology shows but so far i'm not convinced that they're ready for market yet they're interesting to look at but uh, i don't think that that we're they're really um in a usable form what i'm most excited about though is um the convergence of social um and learning because I, I believe that um that we've come to a point in education where we really understand how people learn. And we've had a lot of theories going around for a while um, about learning ideas and ideal ways to learn. And central to this, um, when I done my PGCE was um, social constructivism, and the idea of bringing people together and them sharing their ideas and building knowledge together. However, when I was teaching and Make and using virtual learning environments in school, the technology wasn't really very social. And so um, it was very difficult to actually do social constructivism online. Uh, now, however, we're in a great age for social technology and um, learning technology companies are starting to leverage um, social within their platforms. And we're starting to see social constructivism actually becoming a reality.
0: Um, within um, virtual learning environments. Talk to me about open source learning management systems and what you see the benefits of open source over proprietary alternatives.
1: I've been working with open source learning management systems for about 15 years now, and they do have a lot of benefits over the proprietary alternatives, um, as well as a few downsides. But um, I do think that the um, benefits outweigh the downsides. So for me, um, as a teacher starting out 15 years ago um, with nothing you know no learning technology access at all it was fantastic that I could just download the source code and install it and start running um, my own virtual learning environment within my own classroom that was awesome it let me as a user just learn about things um, at a very low cost Um, obviously after a while you realize that open source systems um, are built for a really wide um, user base and thus they're not ever specific to any particular use case so we find after a certain time you have to really put in the um, development time in order to um, and the research in order to make those things fit for your needs Um, because out of the box they work they just don't work for your specific use case every time. So um, this is, you know, for me, a really exciting time to be working for Web Anywhere because I believe that Web Anywhere and um, can actually take the um, very generic open source systems and can do that work, can do the development work required to um, make a system work for your specific needs.
0: We've got the Learning Summit in London coming up and, of course, you'll be attending. Who are you looking forward to listening to at the summit?
1: I couldn't help but notice that Andy Lancaster, my old colleague at um, CIPD, was on the speakers list. Um, I've heard good things about um, what he has to say, although I've never actually seen him speak live, so that will be interesting for me. Um, But then the one that really... Um, works for me being a learning management systems nerd is the um, talk on Totara um, 13 features so that's the one I'm actually most looking forward to so yeah I'll see you there it's been great talking to you